What was your favorite thing about being a kid? No worries. Right? You didn't have to stress about stuff, man. What else? What was your favorite thing about being a kid? Okay, about being younger than you are now. Being able to fit in small spaces, okay. Yeah, she was trying to fit into the truss earlier, and that didn't work. Um, She's like, I wonder if I could get in there. No, you can't. So uh, I don't think anybody in here could. Anything else? Well, what else did you love about being a kid? Being your dad's little princess, yeah. Okay, like, yes, I mean, I don't know much about that, obviously, but, you know. I mean, that'd be weird. That'd be weird. But, yeah, you know, I think there are probably all times where we think, man, I wish I could be little again. You know, little kids want to be grown up and grown ups want to be little again. That's just kind of the way of the world. You know, and there's totally times when, like, me, it's always like when I see, like, Pumpkin and Tell and Emma and Katie and, and that whole crew that, like, age four to or three to, like, seven, when they're just, like, ball of energy. You know, there's just, like, like little concentrated energy and they just run everywhere and you're like if I ran from here to there I'd have to stop and get a get a breathing treatment how can they run all day long for me it's energy I wish I had the energy that little kids have although I don't think I ever really did um, but that's a whole whole different thing you know the Bible actually tells us to be like a child did you know that Okay, Matthew 18, 3, this is is Jesus talking. And he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And I got to thinking about why that is. I was trying to figure out like, okay, why would Jesus tell us that? And I got to thinking, it kind of goes along with what Amanda said. And that is that little kids don't care what people think, right? Like for better, for worse, they do not give a snot what you think, right? Little kids, they just don't care, you know, and they do whatever it is they want to do, and they don't, you know, just whatever. Like, I mean, you know, and the older we get, the more we learn consequences, and okay, if I hit my mom, she's going to hit me back, and so, you know, those kind of things, but, but, but little kids, and here's the thing, little kids don't ask the what if question, right? We always ask, like, what if, you know, what if this happens? Well, somebody, can I get... Uh, just bring me the the uh, the thing with the eggs. I don't need the whole table. I don't think. No. Well, yeah, I need that. Yeah, that thing. Here we go. So, so here's the thing. Thank you very much. Um, little kids don't ask what if, but we as adults do, you know. And especially when it comes to like having faith and sharing our faith, we tend to ask what if a lot. You know, like what if I share my faith, or what if I show my my faith. What if I show my faith or I share my faith and then, and, and then I have a friend that no longer wants to be a friend? What if I share my faith and, and that boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with me? What if I share my faith or I say, you know what? And, and you know, this is something I've noticed over years. Over the, basically, since I was a teenager, I've seen teenagers do this. And here's what happens. They get a job. We get jobs. When I had jobs when I was in high school, I worked in, you know, I worked at a grocery store, worked at a driving range, drove the little cart around while everybody tried to hit me at the driving range. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and, 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 you know, and, but sometimes we get the more like, you know what? Well, if I tell them I can't work Sundays and Wednesdays, they're going to fire me. Right? And let me just say this. Who cares? You're in high school. It's a part-time job. Okay, y'all? Right now, your job, I'm going to get on soapbox a little bit. Your job should not be your priority. You know, if you're supporting your family, that's one thing. But when you're working, 
you know, and you've got a part-time job, especially here in Odessa, y'all, you got leverage. They need you more than, than you need them right now. And if you got a job flipping burgers or waiting tables or carrying out groceries or whatever it may be, you know, you can tell them, listen, I'm not coming in on Wednesday. And y'all, you know, and if they fire you, there's another place that will be willing to hire you. Trust me. I drive down 8th Street. I go to restaurants and places and I see now hiring all over the place, okay? You can get a job wherever you want. And so, or not, not wherever you want, but you can get a lot of jobs in this area especially. So, but here's the thing, you know, we think, what if I lose my job because I, I stand strong in my faith? But here's the, here's the thing. I think the biggest what if, anybody, can somebody read that? Tell me what that one says. John 10.10. 10. Anybody know what John 10.10 10 says? Don't put it up yet. Anybody know what John 10.10 10 says? John 10 says, John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you life, that you may have life and have it to the what? To the what? Life to the what? Life to the full. See, Jesus wants us to have life to the full. Some, some translations say life more abundantly. That means he wants us to have a lot of life, right? And sometimes we spend so much time asking all those what ifs that we miss the what if. I miss God's calling. What if I miss my life to the full because I'm too busy asking what if over everything else? See, our grown-up what ifs get in the way sometimes of the full life that God wants us to live. He wants you to have a full and abundant life. And little kids don't have that. The other night, Friday night, I was at the uh, Odessa College Jazz Band Dance, okay? And it's in the OC Sports Center. You know, and they've got this nice big dance floor out. It was really cool. Jazz, full big band. Man, the jazz band was swinging. And there's this big, big dance floor with nobody in it. Everybody's just sitting at the table watching, waiting for somebody else to dance. But you know who was on a dance floor? The three and the five-year-old. They were like Piper and Keller. Piper and Keller were like, you know what? We don't care. And they had another little friend whose name I don't know. But Piper and Keller were like, sweet, upgrade big dance floor for me to dance on with nobody else in my way. They were so excited. And the whole night, man, an hour and 45 minutes worth of music. Or no, like two hours, two and a half hours worth of music, man. They just danced to their heart's content. And I, I wanted to get a video, but I, I couldn't get video. Their mom wouldn't do it. Because, uh, you know, they dance like little kids. So they're like shaking their butt. You know, they're weird, whatever. And so, it was so much fun because the kids just didn't care. They were just dancing to their heart's content. They were living life to the full for like two and a half hours. Man, they lived life to the full and they didn't care what people said. And that's what Jesus wants. He wants us to have faith without what ifs. Jesus wants us to have faith without what ifs. Now, that does not mean we get to stay little kids our whole lives, right? So, so we have to have faith like a child, but we also need to be mature like an adult, right? See, in the video, Malcolm wanted to stay a boy. He didn't want to be a grown-up, and he was willing to give up his own child in order to stay as a child. Okay, yeah, it's really sad, right? And I mean, you know, it really is, and so... That's what, that's what Malcolm did. But the Bible, it does say we should have faith like a child, but it does not say we should stay a little kid. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says this, and this is Paul writing. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Okay, that's 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Now, does anybody know what 1 Corinthians 13 is known as? 
the love chapter, right? 1 Corinthians 13 is the one that has love is patient, love is kind, love is not selfish, love is not jealous. It has, but these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. It has love never fails. It's got all this great stuff about love, and then like randomly in the middle we have this. Right? It feels a little out of place. I noticed that. Because I knew this verse, but honestly, until I really started working on this message, I had never put the context together. Like, I knew this verse. I knew all of that stuff. But I had never put it together that it was in the same chapter. And so I was like, okay, this tells me, the fact that this here is in the love chapter tells me that love and maturity actually go together. Right? In order to truly love, we have to mature. That's why whenever you see, and no offense to seventh graders, but you know, whenever like adults see a seventh grader say, oh, we're in love, all the adults are like, you know, like whatever, dude, we roll our eyes. And y'all might do that to your friends too, like, no, you are not in love, you are dumb, you know. And so, because you're not old enough, you're not mature enough to love yet. Right? And the older I get, the more I realize that. You know, Jen, my girlfriend, and I, we've been friends for six years before we started dating. It's probably a good thing we didn't start dating earlier because I probably would have screwed it up a lot, you know, because I wasn't mature enough. Now, as I'm 28 and I'm, you know, I'm maturing, now I, I'm much more equipped and much more ready for that. But, but when I was 22 and I first met her, probably not so much. And so the reason we do that. It's because you have to be mature in order to truly know love. Like, you know, and that's because love is selfless. Like, if you read the first eight verses of this chapter, love is selfless. And I've preached on that. I preached on it last February. Not this one, but a year ago, February. Preached a whole message about how love is selfless. And we all know that little kids are selfish, selfish, right? Little kids just want mine, right? That's like, what's the first word a little kid kid learns? No right, or mine. No and mine are the first two words a lot of little kids learn because that's about selfishness and that's what, that's exactly what little kids are. So we have to grow in order to truly love. Now, have you ever met somebody who was like grown up in age, like in numbers, but they didn't act grown up? Anybody know? A lot of times, okay. Now listen, now don't point fingers, don't point fingers. <laughs> we got Renee and Sean are the, are the, are the, uh, are the two, are the consensus here, okay. But, but and, and here's the thing, now, I, now I'm going to disagree with you guys, because Renee and Sean, the difference between maturity and immaturity is knowing when to turn it off, like I've said that a million times, and you know, you can act stupid because you have the appropriate time and place to do so. What, are you pointing at me now? Where's the button? What button? Oh, the off button? <laughs> Yeah, some of us, it's harder to find than others. But, you know, but, but there's some people who like, you know, they don't have that button. They don't know when to turn it off. They're just always really dumb, right? So the Bible tells us in 2 Peter 3.18, it says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Now, this is Peter's last words, and, and we know people who, like, who, are, who are still immature even though they're older, and the same thing occurs spiritually. People who have been in church a long time or have known Jesus a long time, but they never really grow up in their faith and never get any deeper in their faith. Now, Peter, this is Peter's last words in the Bible, right? The last thing Peter writes that we have record of is this, grow. He says, keep on growing. And if, and if anybody knew about needing to grow, it's Peter, I mean... You know, Peter's the dude, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, when Jesus calls you Satan, 
You got room to grow, right? Like you got some space, you got some learning to do. It's the same dude who cut a dude's ear off, and Jesus, like, dude, calm down. And he denied Jesus three times. And, you know, I mean, Peter's jacked up, right? Peter's got foot and mouth disease bad, okay? He's the worst, you know, about putting his own foot in his mouth. But he's also the guy that he ended up becoming. He grew in his faith and his wisdom to become Jesus called the rock on which I will build my church. You know, he preached the sermon on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people got saved. He was basically the earthly head of the expanding church after Jesus ascended to be with heaven or to be in heaven. And so Peter went from idiot who keeps putting his foot in his own mouth to head of the church, right, to, to earthly leader of the church. So if anybody knows about growing, it's Peter. And so we can take, you know, it's like when somebody who's, you know, like when you see somebody who like you see their before and after and they were like 700 pounds and now they're like ripped 180, you're like, I'm going to listen to that dude's advice on how to lose weight because that dude knows, right? And so Peter knew about growing. So we should probably listen to him when he tells us that we need to grow. Now, I'm going to give you three quick things, and then we're going to close. I'm going to give you three quick things about how you can grow in your faith, okay? And these are very practical steps. The first one is Bible study. We call them life groups here. You know, you can get plugged in, and, you know, it's more conversational than just me talking at you guys. And and our life groups are on Sunday nights. We're kind of taking the month of eight, late April and May off, but we'll kick them back up in June. Um, and so we've, there's just a lot of stuff going on in, in, in here in April and, and into May. And so, but when we have our life groups, like our real, where we're really getting into the, to the word, come to those, man. That's a chance for you to learn some stuff you didn't know and to ask questions about things that you really don't know. And you can always ask questions, but you know, that Bible study, that's a, it's a great opportunity. Here's another way you can grow. Get baptized. Okay, if you have met Jesus but you've never been baptized, you can do that. We have a sign-up sheet on the announce table right now. When you come down the stairs, it'll be right there. We're having a baptism May 17th, two and a half weeks. We're going to have a baptism. And that's a command in the Bible about getting baptized, okay? Um, Jesus did it, uh, you know, and there's all kinds of situations in the Bible where they meet Jesus and then they get baptized. And so if you haven't been baptized yet, I want to encourage you guys to do that. Yes, ma'am. Do you have to get baptized? The, like I said, Jesus did it, and he, and, and he said, uh, go, and make, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus did it, and he told us to do it. And there's all kinds of other uh, examples in, in Acts and stuff. So yes, if you're a Christian, you should get baptized, okay? So Bible study, baptism, and then the third really big way is serving, Okay, serving, okay? And you know, serving can, can look like so many different things. It can be being a greeter on Sunday morning. It can be uh, helping out in children's church on Sunday morning. It can be helping out with tech either here or on Sunday mornings. You know, we got all this crazy new lights and all this stuff. If you want to learn how some of this works and how to, how, it, how to help do it on Wednesday nights, I'm happy to teach you. You know, if you play an instrument, of course, it means... You know, being on the worship team, and most of you guys who play, I've already talked to you about various things, but, um, you know, and that's where fine arts kind of comes in, but, you know, if you like to make videos, man, we, you know, I've got ideas for videos, I just don't really know how to do them sometimes, and so if you like to do that, you're interested in learning how to do that, man, there's all kinds of different ways that you can serve, and you can use uh, your talents, and, and just the things that you can do, it's not even like talents, like we think of the arts and that kind of stuff, but just stuff that you're capable of doing. If you're good with like construction and that kind of stuff, man, once this Once Upon a Time series ends, we're 
going to change up this background and put some more color on the wall and do some stuff. Um, and so you can help us do that. You know, anything you can do, right? That, um, if y'all, those of you who went to fine arts, I wish I had a picture of this. Um, they used 4,000 styrofoam cups, like the ones we drink downstairs, the little ones. 4,000 styrofoam cups to make the, uh, to make the design here. I think I've got it on my phone. I can show you guys kind of, um, 4,000 styrofoam cups, and it took those interns like forever hours. I think they said it took them like 10. Yeah, the one wall, they put them all up and realized they weren't going to stick, and so they had to take them all down and do it again. Um, but, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, like I'm not going to do 4,000 cups, but, but we're going to do different designs on these back walls and, and all kind of stuff to go along with our... Uh, different series. And so whatever you want to do, you say, I don't know how to serve, come talk to me. We'll find a place for you to serve, okay? But serving is a huge part of our spiritual maturity, okay? And so if you want to see this, just come see me afterwards. I'll, I'll show you. If you weren't there and want to see it, it's really cool looking, um, what you can do with 4,000 cups and a, and a black wall and some lights. So, but serving is so important, okay? And if you're just coming to church, you're just taking, you're never giving, you know what, ha- you know what happens when you eat too much, right? Right, you eat too much, you get really full. What do you got to do? Throw up. Okay, that's not, yeah, sure. Okay, you throw up or you need to get some of that out. And this is going to be a really awkward analogy. But here's the thing. If you come to church and you're always taking and you're always getting spiritually fed, but you're never serving, you get backed up. Right, then you, then you become a fat Christian. So I want you guys to serve and to, to help, uh, you know, to, to help yourself grow by serving. Again, if you don't know what to do, come talk to me. We'll find some place for you to serve, you know, and there's all kinds of things either like in front of people or if you, you know what, you say, you know what, I hate being in front of people. That's fine. You can come up here after school during the week and there's always stuff to do and this place is never done. That's the cool thing about the church. So serving is so important. So Bible study, life groups like we talked about, baptism May 17th if you need to get baptized. Uh, you can sign up on the sheet downstairs or talk to me. And then serving. You, again, you can come see me. You can see Renee and Diana or whatever. Um, there's a million ways you can serve. So that's what I want to encourage you guys tonight is make sure you're growing. Don't be stuck. Don't be stagnant. You guys ever seen a, like a, an animal laying in the road, right? They stink. They're gross. That's because they're not moving anymore. They're dead. Right? When you stop growing, you die. So don't die and get stinky. Keep growing in your faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this night. God, we thank you for the chance to, to get, dig into your word and to learn from it and to glean from it. God, I pray that we would not grow stagnant in our walk. We would not grow uh, weary and tired, Lord, but we would continue to, to grow stronger and to grow uh, more mature in our walk, Lord, that we would Keep that, the, the faith of a child with the lack, not caring what everybody else thinks, Lord, and especially with those that don't believe, thank God, but knowing that, that we have to continue to mature within our own faith, um, Lord, in order to, to be like you and to be like you've commanded us in, in, in the scripture. God, I pray that each person in here would know what their next step is. They would know what that thing that they need to do is, Lord, and we would be able to, to help that happen and help to continue to mature and to grow. God, we thank you. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.